One of my favorite books over the last uh, decades is uh, Dick Bale's book about the Chicago Fire, the Great Chicago Fire, and the myth of Mrs. O'Leary's cow. I read to you now a bit about from the short writings of Nelson Ogren, where Mr. Bales, who is formerly known as Richard F. Bales, writes, About 12 years ago, I brought home Art Shea's Chicago's Nelson Aldrin. Both the pictures and the text fascinated me. Curious about Aldrin, I began to read more about the man, hence starting what I would have to call a marvelous obsession, Dick Bales. I'm I'm flabbergasted by this book. It is so detailed. It is so wonderful. It's so I thought I knew everything there was to know about Nelson Auger, and I certainly did not. Uh, it's been a labor of love with some frustrations. Yes. Oh, Rick, you're absolutely right. It's been a truly as what was an obsession. What became just a. Uh, a hobby, I think, became an obsession, as my wife would, I'm sure, agree. Yeah, with she's you. sitting here, but she's here. I yeah. mean, she is here with you. So that's that says something yes. good about uh-huh. your about your relationship. What was what was it about Nelson and his work that so grabbed you? Well, you're right. I got the Art Shea's book. I sure. started reading the book, and and it just and. Uh, the, and the pictures grabbed me, of course, because Art Shea was just a marvelous photographer. But mm-hmm. but then they had. I started reading Abda uh, Alsnog, and then I started getting his books. I read the books, and of course, the first one I read was Man with the Golden Arm, of course, which That's... was, of course, just a magnificent book. I would, in my own writings, you mentioned my fire book, and, mm-hmm. and I, I would I would start underlining passages, saying, "Wow, what a good phrase that is!" That kind of a thing, and he, and, and and of course, as you know, Rick. Every single page, of course, was underlined. That no question. He wrote, he Just wrote so well. As I have underlined every page of your <laughs> book, again, it's the short writings of Nelson Ogren. Uh, Nelson is most famous for, uh, I think, for his novels, and sadly, in many cases, from the you know, Frank Sinatra movie made by Otto Preminger, based on The Man with the Golden Arm, which Nelson certainly did not like very much. <clears throat> but what you have uncovered here is, is this depth uh, a massive mountain of other writings, right? And, and that was the deal, Rick. You're exactly right. As I read, I, I read all three biographies of Algren. I read all his books, and I realized that nobody had ever written anything about what I called his other writings. Everything yeah. but his novels, exactly. And exactly. as and as Rick, as as you when you were interviewed by Marion Whiskey, she has a great quote in the book, and and I've quoted at least a couple times in my book where you point out <laughs> that his real talent lay in his. Other thing, other than his novels, his short stories. Yeah, I, and, I really and, did believe that yeah. he was. You know, let me say too, he was, uh, as you well know, Dick Bales. He was great friends of my parents, Herman and Mary Lou, and uh, and uh, you know, in, indeed, dedicated the second edition to City on the Make to them. They were good friends of his for a long, long time. What you also unearth here, you know, one of the most, I, I, I've got eighty little notes sticking to your book here. What one of the most fascinating parts is his are his book reviews. Uh, I I I was so taken with sort of this back scratching and craziness. Is a picture of I had no idea Nelson uh, reviewed Boss, for instance. Studs and Nelson both reviewed Mike Royko's Boss. To my mind, a great book. Uh, Nelson's literary. I, I think he was a lousy book reviewer. 
it's, uh, Dick, I don't know what that, you that, think. That's right, Rick. And it's so funny you mentioned that chapter, that essay, because that started out almost as a throwaway essay, but I was so fortunate because I have an identical twin brother who's a, who was a reference librarian at Mary Washington University in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and they still, he insisted that the, that the school still keep the book versions of Book Review Digest. And so mm. he, would, I would, he would send me mountains of Book Review Digests <laughs> of Algren's books where I would then track down maybe the, the actual uh, magazines in which those books would be used. Wow. But for wow. my brother... This, that, that essay never would have been written. And as I worked on it, I realized what I thought was going to be a throwaway essay probably is my favorite essay in the oh, book. Oh, I, I think it's a yeah. fantastic chapter in the, in the book because it is so – it's very, very insightful yes. about Nelson. Was he writing favorable reviews to Curry, yes. favor with mm-hmm. the you know with Emmett Dedman, who was an editor at, right. the, at the Sun-Times in order to get more work? I mean, it just yeah, yeah I, I, I see why you devoted such oh, space to that because it grabbed me like crazy yeah. and and you're right the whole the whole Royko book review was just oh. an incredible story <laughs> yeah 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 where where he had um uh yeah he uh, Royko writes a book and he asks studs and he, and he asks his friend studs turkle <laughs> and and else not going to write write reviews and then his boss roy fenner uh, he had his boss wrote a review for i the know book. Yeah, i so. know i know well that's the way that in many ways that's the way certain aspects of the book reviewing world have always yeah. have always worked one of the other uh the other little known part of nelson is his poetry oh yes I, did you think what did you think of him as a poet then? oh rick you're breaking my heart I, I i think if i were 10 years younger <laughs> i would i would love to write i i know a little bit about copyright law i would love to write a, another book on where i would basically include all his poetry mm. and maybe with um annotations or commentary yeah. with it yeah. because he was a marvelous poet i agree just marvelous agree. some of the things and luckily I, I had a great relationship with his um the representative of his estate and she allowed me pretty much gave me carte blanche to do whatever i want to do so i was able to quote passages of all his poetry in, in, in that one essay and it's just some of them are just will make will make your heart well, make your heart cry. The other thing for you people who will go out and buy this book, uh, another fascinating, and I don't call them essays, Dick, I, Dick Bales, I call them fascinating chapters. The, the men's magazine uh, era is fascinating not only for Nelson's prolific, yes. prolific work for men's magazines, but men's magazines such as Epic, yes. Nugget. Yep. Rogue, uh, Nelson was always kind of short of money, right? Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons that he was able to to make a living by writing for the that small genre of uh, magazines. That, that's right. And basically, after he wrote, he uh, the, the um, West uh, Walk on the Wild Side yeah. came out in '56, mm-hmm. and then kind of got panned by reviewers. Yep. So he swore. He'd never write another novel, but he had to make a living. So, that's as he said, quoted, was saying, there's really nothing more I can do. And so he started um, working for um, writing articles for men's magazines. Yeah, it, which, it, and journalism, too. And that's the yes. other aspect of Nelson Algren's life. If you people, and I know there are a lot of people out there. I've written about Nelson a ton. And, you know, there are two documentaries. That's another weird thing. Two documentaries, yes. recently made mm-hmm. documentaries of his life. 
a tragic figure, Dick Bales. How do you how do you see him? He, he is a truly a tragic figure, but he but it was a tra- tragedy, Rick, of his own making. making. <laughs> you know, well that. put, well well put. This is a guy about whom Ernest Hemingway said. Ernest Hemingway, a man of not inconsiderable ego, said, think that Nelson Ogden is probably the best writer under 50 and name your own figure writing today. Uh, Yeah, Hemingway was an egomaniac. And for him to share praise is really something. I think, you know, in many ways, Nelson, he didn't drink himself to death like Fitzgerald. but, But I think that kind of, you're right, this... Tragedy of his own making. Well, I think he gambled himself to death, though, yeah. more than drinking. I think, and of course, your dad was quoted as saying, "Your dad and Arche have said that uh, Algren's gambling cost the world of literature four great novels." I'm talking to uh, Dick Bales, Richard Bales. The title of his book is "The Short Writings of Nelson Algren." It is fascinating. If you think you know Nelson, if you're one of these Wicker Park kids who, oh, my God, I've read everything <laughs> of Nelson's, uh, I know you haven't, but but he's still a kind of a heroic figure to you. Uh, you should indeed get this book. We have to take a short break, and we'll be back to talk more with uh, with Richard Bales. Richard Bale's book, The Short Writings of Nelson Arvin, is about as extensively researched as any book I can remember picking up. We were talking about all sorts of things about Nelson, and in the book he writes from 1935 until he died in 1981, Aldrin wrote and published 237 book reviews. In 1973, he told an interviewer, quote, I live on book reviews and by giving talks. He certainly could not, and I learned this from your book, Dick Bales, he certainly could not have lived on writing introductions. Uh, he wrote one that caused an, <laughs> it's an astonishing thing. He wrote one for a Ben Hecht book that caused an incredible rift in, they didn't have a friendship really, but they had a kind of relationship Uh Nelson did stumble over his own feet all the time, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. And that again, the essay or the uh, chapter on the book introductions really was incredible because oh. he only wrote a few of them, and he managed to screw them all, screw yeah, them all up. Totally, <laughs> totally. I mean, I, I, here I'm looking at this picture of Studs and Mike and Nelson. Uh, the other. Uh, fascinating chapter and uh, frankly all the chapters in this book again it is the short writings of nelson Ogden. you can go walk in your bookstore or google it and author richard f bales b-a-l-e-s uh i knew a little about his white Sox literature you you go in depth here yeah he was a he was a white Sox guy uh all his life really well when he since he when he moved uh to the to the uh um, to chicago and then moved um to, well actually no he moved to the north side which is where um uh and, really, and uh he was like i say in the book he was a stranger in a strange land with yeah. uh, apologies to robert e Heinland, uh <laughs> and here he was a white Sox fan in uh in wrigleyville in wrigleyville, in wrigleyville. Yes. yeah uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I think he was—he was drawn. I'm thinking. I'm speculating. He was drawn to the to the Black Sox too, because I think he's 
I think he kind of saw himself in these guys. Oh, yeah. That's a guy I never thought about. If I, I thought about that, Rick, I would have written that, but I think you're absolutely <laughs> next right. Next edition. Yeah, next, next edition. edition yes. Uh, uh, I, would, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and of course, he led his favorite player was Swede Visberg, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in Swede, um, and they said the story was Swede was a hard guy. You know, Swede would uh, take would not take guff from anybody. But uh, well, that's also one of the ways Nelson saw himself too. But no, that's a fascinating chapter. Uh, the equally fast, they're all fascinating. Uh, the chapter titled "The Writing of Chicago City on the Make." I have ever maintained that if Nelson Ogren is to be remembered a hundred years from now, it will be for that single. Yeah. piece of writing I, Rick I was really proud of that chapter because I re- I think I've uncovered information there that um, no one has ever discovered before mm-hmm. and, and especially you know I, I think that chapter is nice or interesting because it shows that uh, Algren was never never let the truth get in the way of a good story no question <laughs> or or yeah or history get in the way of, of, of fanciful history right yeah like the, the, his his wealth He's so well known for saying that, uh, he, uh, claiming that um, uh, uh, that the um, uh, <coughs> the slums take their revenge. Mm. Uh, claimed, claiming that that um, that uh, statement was by uh, by Carl Sandburg during right. the nineteen nineteen race riots, and when indeed um, uh, through extensive research, in fact, uh, my wife who's sitting here, we went to the public library. She helped me go through every single. Issue oh my Chicago lord! Daily News looking for that phrase in the papers, and he never and he never said it. You're saintly wife. <laughs> yes, You're uh-huh. saintly wife. So I can say with a, with a, with, a, with truth that that uh, that Sandberg never wrote it during that, and then, then I was able to discover when he did say it many years later. But Algren just kind of shifted history a little bit huh. for for a good, to make a good story, and said it that that said, that the Carl said it during the 1919 race riots. He. Uh yeah, I love that chapter. The other, I knew that Nelson had a, an affection for boxing. Have you read, I'm sure you have, you read all of his boxing stories? Oh, well, yeah, yes. You know, the one, the one that recently came to light in, I think, the collection called Entrapment, uh, a story called The Light, Lightless Room. The, the Lightless light, Room, yes. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the great short stories I've ever read. Yes. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. That was one they, they actually did talk about that in the beginning where where uh, Dan Simon, who I know you know, Dan yeah. Simon, they went to the uh, archives in Ohio State and they found Lightless Room virtually uh, in a pristine condition because so much of what's in Ohio State is, is fragments and, and stuff and drafts and things like that, but Lightless Room was pretty much pristine, and they and they publish it pretty much as is. Yeah, it's an amazing story. I was part of a, a gathering at Steppenwolf, do some kind of celebration of Nelson, and uh, I was playing Studs Terkel, and William Defoe, the great actor, read did a dramatic reading of that story, which was unbelievable. Yes. I don't think it exists anywhere. I don't think it was. Oh taped. no, it was, it's in the DVD now. Oh, it is yes, now. I, I have it. Yes. Oh, good. I got. I got some kind of DVD. But I'm afraid to. I'm afraid it would bring back how I really felt there. What in doing this, Dick, and spending a decade, so not consumed by Nelson, but so spending a decade with. Nelson, how do you feel about him? He really is a tragic hero, and, and is and is so 
his life could have been so much better, but he just, just he made bad choices, uh, and and uh, so he's um personally, I I just think uh, you know he's uh, probably not someone you want to date your sister, shall we say? But um, <laughs> but um, uh, he did date my aunt, and I, that was not a pleasant thing for anybody involved in the Kogan family. <laughs> But uh, when I wrote the book, Rick, I really wanted more than anything else to to, to uncover. Because, uh, well, let me back up. Algren, I say, hid his best work under a bushel, and mm-hmm. I really want to uncover this, uncover his great stories and even his articles, and especially his poetry. And that, and I hope, if anything, I wrote that book to uncover all this to make people realize how talented he was. Uh, John Giles, um. Uh, uh, ex DeKalb uh, NIU professor mm-hmm. uh, wrote about Algren in a few scholarly books and he always said that Algren has not yet entered the canon of American literature right. I'm hopeful that this book will help him do that by uncovering that he wasn't just he should not be known for The Devil Stocking which was his last oh, book God. which was a horrible horrible book horrible yeah. terrible he Terrible. should be known for these other other things, like his poetry and his short stories. Well, the thing is, I mean, the, the thing with Nelson is he was a you know he was a big personality here, and the way you know Mike and Studs and others you know promoted his his personality, and then leaving Chicago and selling all his stuff at the auction. It it you're right he did it to himself there there is there is little little doubt about that you have more don't you yes i have more in fact rick my second book is finished on on algren it's kind of a continuation of this of this book and uh if i may tell people we have one of the best essays in the book is a story of algren's relationship with your parents yeah well, it was a it was a weird it was a weird strange relationship. Yep. Maybe maybe some nice local publisher will come after you and do uh, yep. do another book because you have done you haven't just done in a weird way. You've done Nelson justice. You've also uh, you have enlightened all the people who think of Nelson as a great Chicago hero and a great Chicago literary figure. Uh, you've shown them why. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rick. I think. Do you ever reread Nelson? Oh yes, I do. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, the Man with the Golden Arm, especially, of course, is, is yeah. I mean, his early stuff. I think actually my favorite book is Neon Wilderness. Wow. Really? The, again, the short stories. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, he, his short stories are so marvelous. So. Well, it is a remarkable book. You know, for those of you who don't remember, they had a prize called the national book award and nelson won the very first do you think that somehow damaged do you think that <laughs> oh. set him up too high because from what i understand nelson it, it, it was nelson one of those guys or people who was afraid of not afraid of failure but afraid of success Oh, I i don't think i think he expected success and mm. when he got the book the bad book reviews of walk on the wild side yeah. and just crushed him. I don't think wow. he ever got over it. Wow, that is a pretty amazing story. Uh, your wife, who is sitting here, uh, is should be up for sainthood now after 
living for with you since I loved it. Twelve years ago, I saw this Arche <laughs> book, and and look what look what the hell that led to. Uh, Dick, thank you both for coming in, and it's a really wonderful book. I, I've been following this and and you for many years. And it's worth every page and every cent. Again, it is The Short Writings of Nelson Ogren. The author is my friend, and I greatly admire Richard F. Bales, B-A-L-E-S. 